Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McKellen. We can all imagine, and some of us knew firsthand, the challenges in navigating life as a first-year college student and how imagine or recall what that experience is like if you're blind and visually impaired. This challenge hasn't kept blind Baylor University student Noah Cook from enjoying college life. So what's Noah's secret to enjoying that first year of college? Well, he's here to tell us. Hi, Noah. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, yes. You're originally from San Antonio, Texas. You were diagnosed with glaucoma at three months old. Tell us what glaucoma, having glaucoma has been like for you. Okay, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm here to settle, uh, to kind of settle the score here. So it's actually, um, it's actually three days old. That's when I was diagnosed with it. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm glad. Firsthand, exclusive truth reveal here on the Speaking Out for the Blind. It's actually three days. So, <laughs> um, and yes, glaucoma. Um, it's congenital, so that's why it was three days old. And um, it is a eye condition in which the congenital fluid in the eyes cannot um, drain out properly, which causes pressure to build up in the eyes. And that leads to a lot of issues later down the line. And for me, it, it made me really susceptible to injuries, which led to vision loss. And that's why um, the kind of the eventual blindness is, is relatively high is, is just because um 
one, maintaining that pressures and, and two, like the susceptibility to injury. And, uh, I lost, um, I lost the eyes at, at different times in my life. And when I mean lose, I mean the vision. I still have my eyes physically, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have retinopathy of prematurity, uh, one cataract, small cataract in my right eye, and also glaucoma as well. Do you have to take eye drops every night? Because that's what I have to do. Not anymore, because um, what I have retinal detachments now. That's what um, led to my eventual total vision loss, and and that keeps my pressures are really low now, so I don't have to um, take drops to maintain that pressure anymore. My retina in my right eye detached in high school. Oh, yeah? I mean, they were always worried about that was going to happen, and it did. But they did major surgery on it, and they fixed it. Okay. I'm seeing a lot better than I did back then today. Back then, it was, oh, you don't want to know. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Yeah, so you know about those floaties? I know about those floaters and flashes. Yes, I do. I've got them, too. Um, Got it. So uh, losing your vision was very hard on you because all your friends went off to college while you were adjusting to life, just living as a blind person. How did your parents teach you to manage that new lifestyle and just be courageous and independent? Um, yeah, it's, um, it is very inevitable that, um, like it's, it's just kind of like, it's just the way it is. Like you, you have to take some time to adjust to the new lifestyle, you know, for anybody that's, you know, maybe, maybe going blind listening to this. It's just, it's just the way it is. And, and I, I guess the first thing I I would want to say is like, that's, that's totally okay. Like I wish I knew going into that, like adjusting to blindness, like just knowing that it's, it's, it's okay to, to take as much time as you need. Um, and just okay to say that it's hard and that, um, yeah, it's that, that things are going to be different too. And, and, and just like, first of all, just like knowing, I wish I knew that was okay. Cause like the first year adjusting was, was tough because like, I think that first year was a year of <laughs> just denial and, um, which makes sense. Cause you know, a lot of people are grieving as they go blind because it's a, it's a huge, you know, um, lifestyle change and loss, you know, it's not just vision loss. It's, um, you lose something else and, um, it's, it doesn't need at the same time, it doesn't need to be as hard as it, as people make it out. But like at the same time, it's, it's okay. Like it's okay for it to be tough. It's okay for it to be difficult. And, um, you know, it's difficult on the whole family. Like you said, you know, my, you know, I, sometimes I think it's harder for the parents, you know, and, um, it's, just telling, you know, any family members that might be having a, you know, a fa- any, any people who have family members going blind, it's, it's okay. It's, it's really, um, it's okay for it to be tough for you too. You know, it's, I think, I think the very important thing is to be honest about, about what everyone's going through. Yeah. I think, um, yes, the, the family needs to be strong, you know, through it but it's really important to uh just talk through things as well yeah about about what's going on and what you think needs to happen um 
but yeah, yeah, my, my parents, it, it was, it was, it was hard on them. Yeah. And, but I would say a few months in, um, uh, they, they really were encouraging me to, to get out and do things. And for me, that outlet was, um, going to the gym, um, and then doing, doing CrossFit. My, my dad is a, a CrossFit coach and, um, <laughs> uh, he, he, he really wanted me to just get on the, on the barbell and, and start, you know, doing lifting and, and, and doing lots everything. of pull-ups, I, lots of pull-ups. Yes. And, um, it, it was just a, a good thing to focus on my mind, um, and, and not just wallow in, in the sorrow, if that makes sense. And that's what I would recommend for, for anybody going blind is finding something to, to really focus on. And, um, you know, it might, it might be difficult to find that thing. Cause you know, um, there are some limitations, but you know, by doing the gym stuff, I found out too, that I was like, well, I'm actually pretty capable of doing a lot of things as well. It's just like, I have to do things in a different way. And, and that's what I would say, like, don't be scared to, to try things and, and then fail. That's definitely going to be a, a big thing in the adjustment process of going blind is, trying to fail, you know, that's a, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, I, I wasn't like able to do all the pull-ups, um, not just from a strength standpoint, but from like a vision standpoint is like, how am I going to properly get over this barbell without this uh, pull-up bar without seeing it? How am I properly going <laughs> to lift this barbell without seeing it? And how am I going to, you know, it just, it just all the, all the gym stuff. Well, yeah. it sounds and, like you've been working a lot out a lot noah and um you've also you also gotten to finally go to college so as you were taking classes at texas school for the blind and visually impaired in austin you learned about baylor university you learned about professor brian shaw's research increase about increasing the educational accessibility for the blind mm -hmm. that encouraged you to go to college so you contacted professor shaw and you told him, I want to go to Baylor. Mm -hmm. And you decided, and you wanted to study STEM. Now, mm -hmm. some people know STEM st stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. What did Professor Shaw say to you? Okay. Um, sorry, I just want to clear some things up. I actually wasn't taking classes at TSBVI, Texas School for the Blind. I okay. was just talking to people from there because I was actually already in college in San Antonio and going to the university, university of Texas in San Antonio. And I was reaching out during the pandemic because I was forced to do online school, um, as, as a blind person. And I was reaching out to who I thought was best to reach out to for, for assistance. Right. Because a lot of the people at, a lot of the staff in the disability office didn't know how to necessarily accommodate me. And it was kind of left a lot to, um, a lot to, to me to figure out how to accommodate myself and self advocate, which, um, uh, which, which showed me two things. Um, one is, is that like this, this area of, of accommodating, blind people in the STEM field, maybe people with all disabilities, but I can speak to uh, blind people at least. This area is very, um, it's been very neglected and, and, and very underdeveloped 
if that makes sense. It's a lot hasn't happened in it. And, and that, that, that came very, became re- very real to me in my first year of college doing, uh, things online. Uh, because yeah, it, it just showed me, I think it was good for me to do things online because it just showed me how bad it was. I don't know <laughs> if I necessarily would have been able to see how bad it was if I was there in person. Um, and so I started reaching out to people at TSBBI and then, and one of the teachers there told me about Dr. Shaw's research. And that's when I started, uh, learning about what he was doing over there. And I, you know, it's still, it's still very, a lot of things are very new there and, 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 in uh, in development. And, uh, but, but I knew if, if, um, I wanted the best experience possible, I needed somebody actively wanting to make things better. You know, I think the second problem is like, there's not a lot of, um, incentive. A lot of people aren't motivated to make things better. Um, and I need people like Dr. Shaw to, to help me help things, help make things better. Not just for me, but you know, for people, for the preceding generations of of blind people who want to actually do STEM, but are not able to because of the, you know, systemic ableism of, you know, just being like, oh, okay, this is too dangerous. You can't do it. Or or, this is too visual. You can't do it. Well, I, uh, I, I went into STEM with that mindset of being open to like, maybe this isn't something I can do, but, you know, getting in touch with Dr. Shaw was like, okay, this is something I can do. Just a lot of work needs to be done. So it was really perfect timing finding Dr. Shaw because I'm not sure if I would still be in STEM. I honestly don't know. <laughs> so, But, but was, you're helping him with his research and Dr. Shaw and the rest of Baylor have just welcomed you with open arms and the university team just helped, helped just make you feel that Baylor is my favorite place, correct? Um, Baylor is my favorite place. Uh, what do you mean by that? That is a, well, well, just one, just one of your favorite <laughs> places to be. Um, yeah, I like school. That's, <laughs> that's a super leading question, Brian. Um, yeah, I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I know, I know some that? people really love college and others people yeah, don't. Um, so it was, um, I, I actually had a pretty good semester there. So you're interviewing me now. I just finished at, at um, at, 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 yeah, my first semester at Baylor and it, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, I can say now that I'm in, in my blindness journey, uh, I'm able to worry a lot less about, you know, blind issues, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of more worried about like college issues, like making friends, uh, joining clubs what am i going to do my free time like trying to really study for tests and that's kind of what it was like for me at at baylor and even though it was tough like it wasn't tough in the blind sense it was tough in like just the student sense if that makes sense which was which was pretty cool um i had a lot of hard feet 
you're you're gonna get through it though, man. I believe. You, <laughs> I, I got, you know what? I was it's, in your shoes. Uh-huh. I I went to San Francisco State University in California for five years. Okay, oh, San State. I, yeah. I studied broadcasting and theater both, and mm-hmm. I I just was one of those who really just study, 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 and then by the end of each semester, I was the fall and spring. I was like relief. You know, done. Yeah. I I feel uh, I feel a lot of relief as you're talking to me right now. Yes, <laughs> burden. Yeah, um, it's just I'm not sure if it's just you know Baylor being a more prestigious university, but man, it was it was tough. Yeah, like it was it was tough to to do well this semester. Um, well, Baylor I know is a pretty prestigious school, and 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 so was my alma mater, SF State. They were also mm-hmm. they were part of the California State University system, but they they're pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I have heard of them. That's very cool that you went there. Mm-hmm. They were they were a good school, but but Doctor <laughs> Sean, your professors, I'm sure must really appreciate your hard work, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I yeah, I'm sure. Now, now you must have just finished finals this week, right? I fin my last final was literally two days ago. Yes. Oh my goodness! Okay. Wow. Was, um, you just got off that first. You did just get off the first semester trail. Wow. I'm I'm sure you did fine. Um, if you, if college goes really well for you, mm-hmm. you want to go on to your master's and your PhD in biochemistry. Um. But right now, you just want to focus on that full undergrad college experience first. Oh yeah, I mean, this this first semester showed me like how tough it is, and I, I do need to um, kind of set my sights a little bit more into the nearer future. I just need to worry about getting through undergrad, man, because man, that was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. The, especially those first semester it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah, um, yeah. I can but, relate to that. I had so much anxiety my first semester, man. I mean, <laughs> I was I was cuz I did so well in high school. I thought, "Oh mm-hmm. god, this is a whole new experience. I better buckle down and study hard." And oh, I yeah. did. I, I was having anxiety left and right. Oh yeah. But luckily, yeah. I did well. I got through that. And then I found the other ones a little more progressively easier. Um now let's talk about your career. You're done with college. What what do you what what would you what would you do after that? What what's what's your dream job? So I do want to um yeah, my, my focus is right now is is trying to help in any way I can to making this this field more accessible to the blind. And I'm not really sure how that's gonna manifest itself. I'm not sure how that's gonna manifest in the best way. Maybe that's me. Um me ending up teaching or me ending up doing, um, you know, research with, with Dr. Shaw or me going somewhere else to be, uh, kind of a representative towards that movement. Right. I'm not really sure where that is going to find me, but I, I think it's, I think as long as I have the, the goal and, you know, the, the end aspiration in mind, I, I think that's the most important thing and, and being open to, However, that manifests itself. I, I really um, do want to make things better, and even if it's not a tangible way, you know, by the end of me getting my bachelor's and me getting my master's and PhD, um, if if that all ends up happening and, and towards the pursuit of this goal, you know, if if anything doesn't is if I don't have anything 
you know, tangible to show like for things, making things better. I think, um, just even the work for this, putting in the work for this is important. Um, just meeting people and, and telling people what we're doing there is, is, is just really important and is already making some sort of difference, albeit, albeit small, you know, I think any, like from, from what I told you earlier, like just knowing what it was like at, at the other school show me like, it's not even people don't even want to, it's just people don't know what's up. And this is an active, an active effort to, to showing people what's up. Right. So, <laughs> and, and I know, I know that we must not be the only people doing this, you know, here, here at Baylor and Dr. Shell's lab. Um, there must be other movements as well, you know, putting in the work and, and just, I think the big thing is education, Brian. I think that's the biggest thing is, is not just showing people, but getting people to believe that like, Hey, we we're blind people here and we can contribute to this field and we want to. Right. And so, and educating also just, you know, blind youth, um, that they can do this if they want to, but they're gonna have to put in the work. <laughs> That's what I learned. Work. Yeah. And then all the work's gonna pay off and the dreams are gonna come true. And you can achieve, I think, anything you want. Now, besides academics, what, what, do you participate in any other clubs or extracurricular activities? Have you started those yet? Um, like I said, it was, um, it's the big thing about, um, just trying to, not not even necessarily the CrossFit, but like just similar fitness style to that is is what mm-hmm. I um I like to do, yeah. And so so just not really that's not really a thing mm-hmm. at Baylor. So I had to go find a CrossFit gym outside the university, and then just like um you know just doing my other hobbies like like music and uh, trying. I, I guess trying to, to do productive hobbies, right? <laughs> Cause I'm just not being on, on YouTube and Netflix and things like that. Yeah. It's just the, it's just good for the brain. Oh yeah, for sure. Like playing music, making music. Yeah. Um, just doing my best with that. And, uh, well, Noah, yeah. th- this is all great. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah, it's, I want to say that for anybody listening to this, who's going blind, it's, you're going to get to a point where you can just worry about normal life things and not worry and be anxious and depressed 24 seven about this blindness thing that looms over you. I just want to tell people, anybody listening who might be going blind just I want them to know that like because this semester you know I was I was worrying about normal um just normal student stuff like going through a breakup (laughs) um Mm. um just you know trying to make good grades and study hard and and making friends and you know those things are tough and but you know it's at least you won't have to worry about the blindness stuff there's you will adjust and yeah that's yeah and the breakups happen too (laughs) <laughs> they have yeah you and then and, 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 i mean i've heard of people who have had breakups too and they go find a new girlfriend or, or a boyfriend for that matter oh yeah there's people keep telling me there's plenty of fish in the sea 
I don't know. Is that true, Brian? I believe so. Lots of them. <laughs> Whole school of fish. <laughs> yeah, school of fish. Yep. University. Yep. <laughs> University of fish. <laughs> All right. Well, Noah, you're going to do great in college. You're going to oh, earn that you. desired desire degree, and you're going to get into that job of, job of your dreams. Good luck, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.